Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dalberi, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. All right. So once again, we are joined uh, on this Visions of a Better World podcast uh, by Charles Muvonge from Uganda and the founder and chairperson of AAC, uh, who we talked with last time around uh, about the, his association and the activities of that 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 association and today we are continuing on that theme and we're going to talk a bit about the situation in Uganda and the specific circumstances and challenges that AAC is trying to solve and is facing. Uh, so and my name is Petri Lahtinen and I'm joined here with uh, the co-founder and chairperson of our association, Max Dahlberg, and like I said, uh, Charles Muvonge. So welcome both of you to another hopefully fruitful discussions discussion about important themes. Yes, thank you. Great to, great to be here again. Uh, thank you very much, Petri. And uh, I'm also happy to be part of this second podcast. Okay, but let's then start with the questions. I thought that I would start off with by off by asking a general question first. So, what does the life of an ordinary Ugandan look like? The life of an ordinary Ugandan is really characterized with high levels of uncertainty in various forms of life. Looking at now at selected issues, when I consider housing. Most families in the rural areas are still lacking moderate housing facility. Mostly the widows and the elderly are suffering a challenge of access to better housing facilities. When it comes to feeding, in most rural areas, surely having two meals a day is highly impossible. And this poses a lot of malnutrition challenges among children. When I look at the water situation in Uganda, the most common source of water used by an ordinary Ugandan or used by most Ugandans, especially in the rural areas, is the unhealthy open pond surface water, which is in most cases located far deep the swamp. Children in the evening rush hours must carry a 20 liter plastic containers deep the swamp, fetch water. This exposes a lot of challenges, mostly to the girl child. And a lot of risks like rape are involved. Many children end up drowning in these water ponds. Others are beaten by snakes and the rest are exposed to wild animals. You can imagine the water situation. In future, ASC has it in plan to support the most needy rural villages in various communities with clean and sustainable solar powered water pumping systems to save the waterborne health-related challenges of an ordinary Ugandan and reduce the child-related risks associated with fetching water deep the swamps. When I consider a situation of clothes, really this is terrible. Most children in the rural areas 
or even some urban parts. Children are still lacking access to clothes, shoes, some of them reach an extent or even going to school barefooted. In most cases, children are seen walking kilometers to schools barefooted. When I consider education, the Ugandan education system starts from pre-primary and this takes three years. Then primary, which takes seven years. The ordinary level secondary education proceeds with four years. And then the advanced level secondary education takes two years. Then someone can join the university. However, parents and children are at liberty to enroll their children into vocational and technical institutions at all levels to obtain particular skills of their own choice. Unfortunately, this is the area which is not highly supported with just a few highly recognized art, technical and vocational institutions, irrespective of their potentials to create employment opportunities to the youth and communities in general. This is where ASC puts much of its efforts to skill and empower an ordinary Ugandan with art, talent, technical and vocational skills through a well-established and well-equipped ASC Institute. This is the only way to self-employment, community development and self-sustainability. Still on the issue of education, there is lack of school fees and education requirements. You can imagine most parents are poor and cannot afford school fees and other educational requirements for their children. You can wonder the distances. Children must move or students must walk from homes to schools. Children, especially in the rural areas, they cannot afford hostels. When I talk of hostels in Uganda, the commonly used word is the boarding school. When I talk of a boarding school in Uganda, it means a child comes from home and then stays at school until the term ends. This is the boarding school. However, these hours, these such schools are always not affordable by the poor people. Hence, children always must walk from home very long distances. They must walk from home, then to school, access school, and then back home. You can imagine someone moving three kilometers, a little child, a little girl moving three kilometers, two kilometers, then every day, the forms of risks that are associated in his way from and back and from home to school and from school back home. A lot of risks are involved, but that is the education arrangement of Uganda, especially for the most poor and needy people. When I come to the health situation in Uganda, the nature of health situation is still alarming really. In most communities, access to health facilities and getting the basic health services required is still difficult, especially to an ordinary person. Children are still suffering from malnutrition. Pregnant mothers still die on their way while trying to walk to access health facilities. In fact, if they find the services, and the medication required at those health units. On this issue, the health problem, ASE on, the, on this very issue of the health problem, our ASE finance and administration manager, who is also very passionate about uh, the health and uh, an experienced midwife, is planning a future program, a future health program for communities. She's planning a special ASC mobile health clinic program 
could be extended to the most needed rural areas. This will save many, it is, it is planned to save a lot of children, it is planned to save a lot of pregnant mothers. It is intended to give mobile services, health services to the communities that mostly need it. When I come to the employment levels, Uganda has an estimated 45 million people. Out of the total population, an estimated 77% are youth. And being youth, it means this is the most productive age that needs to be engaged in productive work. Unfortunately, out of the 77% youth, an estimated 70% are unemployed, la, spread around cities and rural settings. You can imagine 70% out of the 77 youth being unemployed. This does not discriminate both the land with formal degrees and those who never attained degrees. When I look at economic activities in Uganda, the most economic activity carried out is agriculture. However, this is done mostly on a subsistence level. Most of the items are grown for food and just a little is kept for sale. When I look at the general poverty levels, if I consider all the above issues, not the above, consider health, consider education, feeding, poor housing, poor water, health, unemployment, really the, it is a clear indication that most people in the country still follow below the poverty line. These problems that you mentioned, for example, water, the, or the problem of finding clean, drinkable water, uh, malnutrition, employment, poverty, uh, healthcare, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, are these problems that you view to be typical or similar to the problems in the East East African region in general, like other countries such as Tanzania? Kenya, Rwanda, Burundi, for example, uh, or are there specific problems that Uganda is uh, facing, your country is facing right now? And to follow up that question, do you feel that there, or do you uh, first, do you know, are there any similar organizations such as your, your organization in the neighboring countries who are doing similar work and do you feel that in the future there could be cooperation between different regional organizations in the East African community? When you consider the East African countries, well, some are improving, are trying to improve. There could be some similarity among within these East African countries but other countries are trying to improve. But the situation in Uganda is still really questionable. It is still needs some improvement and needs some support. Organizations are coming up to address. There could be organizations at a slow pace, they are coming up to address, but well, they are not fully distributed in most parts of Uganda and really when you look at our region and when you look at other regions in the country, they are still, they, there is still a lot that needs to be done. And as ASC, we would welcome all possible corporations with organizations that can support and address all these challenges. Uh, the next question we have already touched upon, but I would still I still think that I could ask you that, that what are the major obstacles and challenges that your people face when trying to live a dignified human life in today's Uganda? Being a poor country, Uganda is, 
most people in Uganda are challenged, are still challenged by lack of social services. These services, these are the services that benefit communities, that benefit people at, at large. And they are not limited to absence of employment opportunities among the youth. You will clearly know that looking for a job in Uganda is a job itself with just minimal or no chances of success, both on the sides of the graduates and the non-graduates. On this issue, the Africulture Center Talent, Technical and Vocational Skilling Program is planned to equip the youth with skills that can help them start up their own job opportunities, increase their incomes, and live an improved life. ASC in future has plans to support the needle communities with solar-powered water pumping programs. This is geared to bring water from deep the swamp, at least a little bit closer to where people do live. And this will help uh, to save the risks associated with fetching water deep the swamp, especially as it appears that it is a responsibility of children. Uh, I already noted about housing facilities. When you look at the needy widows and the elderly people, this really face a big challenge with the housing facility. They have lack they lack access to the best or better housing facilities. When you look at food as a challenge, as I already noted, it is difficult to find families, to find households having two meals a day. It is planned that food must be taken possibly late in the, in the evening to act as to compensate the morning and the night so, so that people can live, can live with it. So you can imagine having one meal a day to a young child and the results are always faced. I always seen when we look at many children being malnourished. So these are some of the challenges that people face. They are the challenges that are existing with us in Uganda. When talking about these problems, of course, solving them would be important step towards people being happy in Uganda. But we were wondering, since for example, there are these surveys of the, the level of happiness in, in, in each country. And uh, funnily enough, Finland has come in the number one position in, in, on, on various, various years. And, and um, some people find it confusing. Uh, I think a lot of people here find it confusing. Why us? Because many people feel that we are not happy here in Finland. But this is is related to the security felt towards the institutions and the government in our country so that's what constitutes as one sort of happiness felt in a country but we would be interested in knowing uh, uh, apart from these problems that need to be solved in order to pe people to live meaningful and dignified life in uganda how do you, Charles, feel um, or what do you view to be the important elemental factors in happiness uh, in Uganda specifically? When you look at happiness, happiness in the Ugandan setting, how people look at it, it is associated with being in position to access social and development services, children being able to get school fees and obtaining better education and better education careers and facilities. It is associated with the youth being employed 
associated with access to better health services. Happiness is associated with being in a position to access food and better housing facilities, access to clean water, access to market for produced items. However, with all these still missing among the people, it is difficult for people to live happily. Yes, the next question is a continuation on the happiness team, and we have already touched upon this, but I would still like to ask you, what do ordinary, ordinary people think of life and their position in it, and what would they need for things to be better? As I have already noted, people in Uganda believe that extending such social services as I have noted above is what is required to make lives better. If we can provide, if we can provide access to food, better housing, better education, being children being skilled, provide clean water facilities, then we believe uh, this will bring a happiness to people. However, under normal circumstances, you will agree with me, these, all these may be very difficult to provide to every individual person forever. It is really difficult that we will ever be in a position to give. You've been ever in a position to provide. That is not really easy. What is required to be better for an ordinary Ugandan in addition to provision of such development and social services is to empower our people through skills training and development so that they can start their own projects, create their own employment opportunities, work with community development. When they create employment opportunities, it means they are able to work for themselves it means they are able to earn an income and it means they are able to improve lives by themselves. This is what ASC, this is where ASC is putting a lot of efforts. We believe by working, people working, being empowered with skills, especially the youth, community people, if they are empowered with those skills, with those technical, with those art, with those talents, vocational skills, and they are able to work for themselves, it is easy for people of Uganda to improve lives by themselves. Because we have agreed, it is very difficult that all the time people will be provided for. These problems that the uh, AAC is trying to solve and help people with are this this action in itself is very noble and of course elemental and important when pursuing dignified human life and possibilities and capabilities of reaching that life in Uganda but while you are discussing these activities of your organization and the goals you are pursuing one can't help wonder, wondering what is the role of the Ugandan government and the state at large in these questions? Do you feel that, the, that your government and state uh, has somehow failed or is incapable of solving these problems that you have mentioned before? Well, the government of Uganda is doing all the best. People are trying, are still living with these challenges. However, government itself has instituted, is trying to institute a lot of possibilities, is trying to institute uh, a lot of opportunities for people. Yeah, yes, we have not yet reached uh, a stage where uh, all these items are provided, but at least uh, initiatives 
are being put in place, uh, they are starting slowly by slowly to appreciate, government is starting slowly by slowly to appreciate uh, and to appreciate the, the, the use of skills. This is one way which shows that at least in future, as when we ha happen to get uh, partners, when we happen to get support people, now that even government is going on embracing the use of skills, we believe uh, many things will change towards the better. Even though apparently the state of education and literacy has improved in Uganda in recent years, a formal education, as you have mentioned, does not seem to guarantee work in Uganda and poverty still remains deep rooted in your country, especially in the rural areas, as we have discussed. And your organization, AAC, is trying to uh, provide certain artistic technical and vocational skills in battling these problems. Uh, I was wondering, uh, how do these particular skills that AAC is providing and teaching differ from those provided by the education system of the state and government? And how do you see them factually improving individuals' possibilities of employment? First of all, the education system that has all along been provided in Uganda prepares many people for white collar job seeking, which white collar jobs are no longer existing in the country. ASC intends to concentrate on skills training, which allows room for job creation. This is our point of focus. Secondly, the few technical and vocational skills training institutes in the country offering such skills, they tend to concentrate on the training part only and leave out an important aspect of exposing trainees to the industrial, to the production, to the commercial experience that is required by trainees to be successful in their own day-to-day -day projects after training. The kind of training that is given by other institutions is focusing only on extending skills of which ASC, of which as ASC, our approach is really different because we are trying to create an empowered person because we want to look at uh, a person well equipped and ready to start for and stand on his own, we have a different approach. Being unique and prepared to provide both the training as well as the industrial, as well as the production, as well as the commercial skills to our trainees, then we believe if we have equipped the trainees with the best training, and at the end of the day, we also give them the best exposure to the industrial, to the production, to the commercial experience. We believe we shall produce an all-around graduate. We believe we shall produce ASC will produce an all-round capable of starting his own project and capable of managing his own project to success. So when we have both the industrial, both the commercial, both the production and the training wings well-equipped, well-trained to our trainees, we believe this will create uh, a future will create a successful environment to our trainees, unlike uh, what other institutions uh, have been doing. Another aspect which is really making us a little bit different from what has been provided, a few 
existing skills, a few existing skills institutions. After the study period, many institutions do not carry out post studies, monitoring and evaluation of follow-up activities on all their graduate trainees without carrying out a post study follow-up you cannot know how your products how children how the graduates are progressing many institutions just to train and leave students on their own remember after school many graduates face a lot of startup challenges that end up making them or even abandon the skills they obtained. These really need serious follow-up activities after graduation, which most institutions are not doing, which most institutions are not, are not considering as priority. Their priority has been to train and leave people to go. But as ASC, being prepared to carry out at least a two to three year monitoring and evaluation program of follow-up activities on all our graduates to assess their success and the reasons for failure if there is any in the world of work. We, this is intended to further empower and strengthen our graduate trainees until they stand strong through their established projects to see that they professionally benefit from the skills they learned at ASC. This is how our approach remains different from other institutions with the name of uh, allowing possibilities for our graduates to uh, live or to benefit from the skills they obtained uh, with the name of uh, creating employment. So all these, if they are provided, if ASC has had them in place, if ASC has thought about them, if we have thought about both the training and the production wing and the production expertise being given to our trainees, if we carry out a monitoring and evaluation, we believe many of our graduates will show results of self-sustainability, of self-starting, of uh, more of creating jobs for themselves after studies. Because we have to carry out, we have to follow them up. What has stopped you from progressing? If you have progressed, how many people are you engaging? Are you trying to train other fellow people? How many people are you employing? So when we have all these activities under control, we believe they will have a bigger positive impact among our graduate trainees. Yes, thank you once again for this answer. Next, we thought that we would ask about the team corruption. Uh, so corruption has been a major problem in your country in the past. What is the current state of corruption in Uganda and how does it affect the daily life of people? We have to accept and believe and know that it is true. In Uganda, many government bodies and government officials have been publicly cited in corruption scandals. We have to accept. However, it shouldn't be forgotten that corruption denies a free and fair chance to many underprivileged people. Corruption prevents effective service delivery to those who need it most. I want to stress corruption keeps the largest population of people in suffering and it widens the gap between the rich and the poor, which is not good. However, with cases of corruption still existent in the country, government has put a number of attempts in place, including public 
and private investigations into corruption cases. We have seen many people, many cases being uh, put to investigation because of corruption. There's a lawful imprisonment of culprits. All these aims to do away with the corruption disease among the people. On the other side, as ASC, one of our core value, we believe that corruption is an issue that takes one whose personal ethical ego to identify what is right to be done so it can benefit our people. And what is wrong not to be done because it, destroy, it destroys the future of our brothers and sisters. This is one of our core value. We believe corruption has to be handled first as an ethical issue. It is an, an ethical issue that touches one's understanding of right and wrong. Having this core value at the center of ASC, it is never seen as an obstacle to ASC. So I believe in addition to other stringent measures put in place by government, serious sensitization of people about the dangers brought about by corruption must be highly emphasized at all stages of life, right from homes, schools, places of work. This issue of corruption must be emphasized. The dangers must be emphasized at all levels. Then we shall do away with the disease and equitably provide services to our people for a better life. Following up, on that corruption theme, we would want to know what's the state of the freedom of press on the other hand. And then on the other hand, we would want to know uh, what, what kind of freedoms the individual is, or uh, the individuals are enjoying in today's Uganda, that is there freedom to express oneself and uh, choose one religion and uh, uh, sex and so on and so on. So what kind of freedoms are prevalent in today's Uganda, both in with the press and with the individuals? When we talk of freedom, freedom is what makes is the central part of growth, as I can say. The central part of development. If people are free, to express, if people are free to choose what is right for them, if people have that freedom to express freely what really burdens them and what really makes them happy, that is the core of development. Yes, to a larger extent, this is highly practiced in the country. People, we have seen Many people these days, a lot of communication platforms are available. Many people are free to express, possibly on social media. We see people um, commercially, they are promoting their businesses on social media. Uh, politically, people are able to express their political views. Uh, all these are freedoms that are some that are existent uh, in the country, we see people are free to uh, worship a lot of many uh, much as Uganda is dominated by Christianity, but many religions do still exist. Islam uh, still is another religion in the country, and there are so many Muslim brothers and sisters. Uh, so you can see that some, to a certain extent, to a larger extent, uh, these freedoms, uh, they are existent in the country and they are trying to be practiced and inculcated in the systems of Uganda.
Yes, thank you again for this for this answer. We thought that we would ask one more question about the state. So does the state function in a transparent way? And does the state and society make it possible for people to be well? Generally, despite some cases of corruption cited in government bodies and among government officials, Uganda as a country would allow a free working environment to improve life, in, especially if development and empowerment programs are extended and non-discriminatively among people. Okay, thank you, Charles, for all these answers and information concerning Uganda. Uh, next, we still thought that we would talk about the possibilities of our cooperation. So the first question regarding this is, what kind of help would you hope for in an ideal world? And what would the ideal outcome, outcome in such a world be? I would like to call upon everyone, every private companies, all our talent, technical and vocational institutions, and all support organizations around the world to come up and partner with us, Africulture Center organization, in a step-by-step -step establishment of a skilling, training, and support program. We call upon people with good heart to come up and sponsor our needed trainees with school fees and training requirements. This will enable them to acquire professional skills that can lead them to self-employment and an improved livelihood. We call upon all individuals, private companies, technical institutions, and support organizations around the world to come up and support ASC with the training and production requirements, tools, equipments, machines. We initially need, for example, tailoring machines, good tailoring machines that can help these trainees to have a hands-on experience. We need training computers, being an art, talent, technical and vocational skills. Most of the requirements we need are geared towards hands-on equipping, allowing trainees a chance to train hands-on when they are touching, when someone touches a computer, when someone does, learns by doing, that is good. We need training computers and laptops, especially for our graphic and designing production department. We need tools. In future, we all need also possible music instruments and music training requirements, among other training tools, materials, equipments, and machines. This shall give a better learning exposure to our trainees. We call upon individuals to support us with better and well-organized, as well as well-equipped training rooms and production workshops to allow a conducive learning atmosphere for our trainees for both the theoretical, practical, and production learning activities. We really need your support. Support organizations, private companies, able persons, please come work with us and we establish our well-equipped training rooms and production workshops. We call upon art, talent and vocational institutions come up and partner with us in the long lasting partnership and exchange of trainees and trainers. We need this with an aim. We need to exchange expertise. We need to exchange experience. We need people from ASC to come and go, interact with their friends from say other partner institutions around the world. Students, from Finland, for example, from Germany, from, for example, from USA, from other European countries, they should be in a position to come and interact with fellow uh, trainees in the Africulture Center from Uganda to share experience. This is aimed, this shared experience is aimed at ensuring 
that there is knowledge sharing, that is expertise development, which we believe is fundamental for our trainees. So we will invite technical institutions and other organizations to come and partner with us so that we could exchange, we could have, we could allow room for exchange of trainees and trainers. One other thing which, where we really need people's intervention, organizational intervention, is our communities, as earlier noted, are battling with many life-changing and development needs. Right. Are you aware, Charles, whether or not there are similar organizations at the moment in your country or larger in, in the neighboring countries of Uganda or in the East African uh, area? And can you imagine that in the future there could be some meaningful and fruitful cooperation between these possible organizations? Well, I should begin by emphasizing that the art, talent, technical and vocational skills training has been one of the neglected education areas for quite long. You can imagine a whole region massacre having no outstanding recognizable art, talent and vocational institution. It means this area has been neglected for quite long. And this leaves a few opportunities in our region supporting this line of training and education. Organizations, some organizations, uh, uh, we hear with, uh, they do exist in, possibly in Kenya. I hear of some organizations, but uh, well, I believe now that the area had not been supported, this technical art, technical and vocational area has not been supported. I believe that could have been the reason, could be the reason why not so many organizations had come up. Uh, but we believe as ASC, we will come all possibilities of cooperation with individuals, private individuals, many individuals around the world would love to act as godparents for our children. Please do. And many organizations with an intention to equip communities and the unemployed younger boys and girls with skills that can lead to self-employment and an improved life. We believe if organizations do a visit, please, our Africulture Art Center organization gates are open. They are open wide for everyone with cooperation. Please come and we work together so we can extend uh, skills training to the many needy Ugandans. Yes, thank you again for this. Uh, we still want to continue on the theme of you working together with like-minded organizations and ask you what would you in such a situation try to achieve and what kind of help would you ask for? In such a situation, we are trying to create opportunities for self-employment. When we create opportunities for self-employment, it means boosting incomes of individuals. And when we boost incomes of individuals, it leads to improved livelihood of self, family, communities, and the country at large. We have heard a lot, a great deal about the situation in Uganda and the challenges you are facing and the, the important work you are doing at the moment. I'm planning on doing in the future as well and our organization global visions as the title would or the name of of the association would suggest alongside with the title of this podcast visions of a better world um, visions are very important part of our association so we thought that it would be nice ways nice way to wrap up this uh, discussion by asking you charles 
what is your personal vision of a better world? My personal vision is to see every member of the community having a chance to access better social and development services. A community where every productive member of the community, especially the youth, is having a skill that can enable one to work for oneself, increase one's income, and be self-reliant. This is what will lead to self-family, community, and the country's development. And finally, bring back happiness to the lives of the many people. This can only be achieved through a supportive joint effort between ASC, other good-hearted individuals, support organizations, partner institutions, private companies, and numerous people around the world. Please come and partner with us. And together we shall improve the lives of our people and communities. Great, thank you, Josh, for this. Uh, we hope that things will progress and change for the better in Uganda, and we will stay in touch with you and, and update our listeners and, and all our followers on the progress we will make for sure in the future. So thank you very much for this for these two podcast episodes. Thank you very much, Tim, for uh, this opportunity given to me. I call upon everyone around the world that Uganda welcomes every form of cooperation, every form of support from every person from around the world. I thank you very much for this opportunity given to me. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book, which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.